Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Thank you for joining us on the JT and Looney podcast. For episode 183, powered by our friends at Bet Online. Football is in week six now in the National Football League. And in college football, we've got one of the greatest games, one of the greatest rivalries in the history of ever, Notre Dame, USC, coming up this weekend. And a lot of good NFL games to wager on. I hope you're watching Benny versus the Penny on many of your NBC regional television networks because uh, we break down these games, shake, bake, sauce, and toss these games on that TV show. But nevertheless, uh, you can bet on these games that we talk about on that TV show at Bet Online, your number one information source for all your sports wagering information, up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. And the latest odds and, and, and point spreads, of course, which are very important. The NFL and college football as well. They'll be right at your fingertips at Bet Online. Real time updates. And you can log on from your phone, betonline.ag. And remember, uh, you'll get a 50% sign up bonus, like a welcome, a welcome bonus for your first deposit just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast. So put down $200, they'll give you 100 Pretty cool. Bet Online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast on an exceptional week to talk about a lot. Oh, we thank right. you for downloading and sharing, getting our numbers up. Our numbers are up. We have a new partner, Modelo, the Love fighting it. spirit of Modelo. And we welcome them in because I like my bucket of Modellos. And we're actually recording this on a Friday, rare Friday, because our schedules no longer link up during the week, man. We're both pretty busy. Huh? Oh, it's incredible the way our schedules are, all the irons we have in the fire, and all the friends we have. We need time to socialize because what's more important to us than uh, what we do for a living, whether or not there's a microphone or a camera or a radio show or a TV show or something that has us the center of attention, it's a lot of fun. What's more important than that? Oh, what's more important than our money in the bank? Our friends. And so uh, they, our friends keep us busy as well. Yeah, I got a big friends weekend. It started off last Friday at Coachella. I'm sitting there in, uh, with 110,000 people behind me. What are you, 17? I'm, I'm in the, <laughs> yeah, I acted like I was 17. No, I, I did act like I was 17. That's it great. Because it had everything. It had sun. It had fun. Uh, the sun was setting at 100 degrees, 97 degrees with ACDC, who hadn't played a show in seven years. Wow. Coming out, singing Back in Black uh, and singing Hell's Bells. And Axel looked fit. You'd love that. You, lo you love when oh, celebrities good. take their celebrities seriously. Axel lost about 40 pounds and was fit. And Guns N' Roses sounded really good out of control. Well, it is important for rock stars to say, stay skinny. That's why the Rolling Stones succeeded uh, far beyond Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Is <laughs> because uh, leave Young out of it. He's skinny. But you got you can't remind the fans that they're getting old. And when you uh, Prince Fielder, we, I used to pick on, right? Especially athletes, even more than entertainers. But if you're in the entertaining business, uh, you should keep lean, especially if you can afford a chef or a personal trainer. And of course, in uh, in sports, it's you, it's uh, it's unprofessional to show up overweight, it's, even if you're a coach. You know, Rex Ryan. Uh, when you work in a gym. You shouldn't, and you know, and and uh, Andy Reid. If you work in a gym, you have facilities, million billion dollar facilities, and personal trainers, and doctors all around you. Get fit. 
Yeah, only you would get a Prince Fielder drop in when I'm mentioning <laughs> ACDC and Coachella. That was that is okay. Looney-esque right there as I'm okay. talking to Tom Looney, my podcast partner. So that started a week, a lot of friends in town. My wife had a great line. You'll love this. So I got four guys in my house. One of my sons is on a business trip. The other one's home from college. And we're using bedrooms and guest mm-hmm. bedrooms and couches. And my wife one morning says to me, she goes, you have a uh, adult hostel going on. And I said, yes, we are an adult hostel. <laughs> hostel. We're adult, but that's what I dreamed of. I dreamed of having this home and this lifestyle so all my friends could take advantage of it and I could take advantage of their homes. That's why I don't believe in people who say, I'm going to move near my friends, but they live a mile away or two miles away. I think all your friends should live in the same cul-de-sac. And if not, you should be <laughs> staying at their house. They should be staying at your house. But the problem is in Vegas, it's most people want to stay in a luxury casino. Yeah, you don't sure. have to worry yeah. about that normally, but this week it's kind of the best of both storms and a perfect storm actually to have friends and a lot of live music and sports coming up. And you know, I love goal visualization and I love stories about goal visualization. It's the same thing with me last night, went out to dinner and actually the friend we took out to dinner paid for it, which was, which I'm not used to for this reason. Mm. And, and, and this isn't a brag. This is a goal visualization thing. I wanted to work in radio and television and show business and make good money so I could take my friends out to dinner and so often and take younger friends who couldn't afford to go out to dinner, out to dinner. And that happens, too, especially in this bigger city, this enormous city, an expensive city. And so a lot of times with younger friends and relatives, I would point out as I grabbed the bill, not showing off, I would point out that this is goal visualization, kids and younger friends or friends. That I'll, this was as a youngster, I said, I want to make a lot of money so I can take my friends out to dinner. And, you know, I've done that hundreds of times. And uh, and it's just a part of it's so much fun. And like you, I want a big house so my friends can stay over and it's happening. So say those things into existence. Uh, another big funny thing about this, you might not think it's funny because you always correct me when I say something that isn't perfect okay. when it comes to restaurant etiquette or okay. bars. But oh, yeah. as Bill Maher would say, new rule. Okay. And we installed this rule here in Vegas with me about a year or two ago. I have so many friends that come and visit, and all of them are so generous, and they call. But living in Vegas, which people don't know, people call you at the last second. When I lived in California, for over 20 plus years. If people were coming out to California, you would have thought it was like Lewis and Clark. They call you a year in advance. Right. <laughs> to California, February 19th, because that's how you treated that trip coming east to west. Right. To Anaheim to go to Disney World or to come to LA. So everybody was always in advance, giving you like two months' notice or four months' notice. Here in Vegas, it's the exact opposite. It's JT, I just landed. I'm, <laughs> I'm only here for two nights. Can we meet? And a lot of times it's sure. Let me see if we can meet for a coffee or meet for this or that. But the new rule is I am not going. You're going to take me to dinner. You're on the. (laughs) You're coming to Las Vegas. I live here. I get hundreds of people calling me saying, come out and meet me last second. So new rule. If you want JT and the third person to come out on the strip and you're calling me, you're going to pay for dinner. You're going to pay for the nice bottle of wine. I'll, of course, bring a cigar and buy a, a round or two, but I, my, I cannot go out every weekend 
and spend four or five hundred dollars at a restaurant because you're not on vacation. Not- they are. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that's a fine rule. That's a really important. That, that's fine. And uh, that's that, that's not a problem at all when you live in a place because, as you know, L.A. or Vegas. And it's funny that you say that I at the last second, I almost gave you a call about going to Monday night football. I said, wait a minute, I can't do that to him on a Sunday. <laughs> and I, well, I know I could. And I know that it, and uh, I know I could. But that went through my mind because uh, the people do, especially when they're in L.A., they decide they're going to announce to Vegas friends that I'm in town. Russell Wilson forgot how to play football. You've talked about this in life. You know, a surgeon, a vascular surgeon, can't go back to work and forget how to operate on a heart. Okay, you can't, a a police officer can't put on his uniform in a locker and forget what he's doing. Russell Wilson forgot how to play quarterback. Sean Payton, you can see the steam coming out of his ears. He can't run a, play he can't figure it out and then i put him on the mount rushmore the other night of my all-time thursday night football all-time quarterback bad body language i'm a body language guy we used to yes. have to go from fox news yes bill o'reilly would bring you, her in you, you'd you be body. very good at this but she wasn't allowed to talk about bill o'reilly's body language. <laughs> <laughs> right? he was so volatile but his Funny. body language when he throws a pick or turns it over he walks to the bench He walks by his coach who now yells at him, yells at him, like, what are you doing? Then he sits on the bench, and the new thing to hide is called the tablet. They take the Microsoft tablet, and they Mm -hmm. look at it, and they start going like this, scrolling. And the whole world knows they just threw the pick or fumbled. It's the way they hide so they don't have to lift their head up so the camera can catch them. Right. And this guy doesn't have a friend in the world. A teammate doesn't talk to him. I've never seen anything like it as a never. And it's really strange because no one escaped like he did and made a play out of nothing in a very Patrick Mahomes-esque way. He was the NFC's Patrick Mahomes. He threw a better deep ball than Patrick Mahomes. What happened to that? Although there was one nice one to Eddie Sutton. Uh, Is it Eddie Sutton last night? But uh, I was getting mixed up with Ted Sutton, who I've gone to school with since first grade. And a shout-out to Teddy. But it is one of those strange things. You know his... The entire team is suffering. His his quarterback rating isn't that bad. You know, people don't like the quarterback rating is like polls. People like the quarterback rating when they agree with it, and they don't like the quarterback rating when they don't. Right. But he's one of those anomalies that's towards it's in the top 10, top 15 that you go, what? Really? So the entire team looks like it's in disarray in addition to Russell Wilson. And who takes, you know, who takes all the crap? When your team's not doing well, coaching quarterback, that's what you get. Well, the hotter topic of all that, and again, to point out indirectly, there's too many members of the media who just threw a dart up against the wall in the preseason and said, I like Denver. I like Denver to win 10. What's the the Vegas total line? Oh, it's eight and a half. Oh, they're going to go over. They got to be good. It's the team that I've seen in the last couple of years, and a lot of it has to do that I'm out west with the Raiders. I follow the AFC West closely. The team that the media guesses about more often than everybody is Denver. They just want to be freaking included with Denver. Like every, oh, give me your hierarchy. Give me your top 10 before the season starts. And everyone loves to pick Denver. And I call that the Peyton Manning effect. They had John Elway. Yep. And a guy named Peyton Manning came along. They went to two Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl. Everybody thought when Peyton was there, like all of a sudden the offensive line got better and the corners got better and the edge rushes. No, 
No, you just remembered Peyton Manning and being Peyton Manning for a couple of years. They don't have a talented roster. They're being exposed. But the bigger storyline is why did Russell Wilson forget his craft, the ability to throw certain routes, to run away from pressure, to do the things he did brilliantly? Dare I say I'll throw this at you. Could he be playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? Oh, yes. He could be because people... People always have recency bias when they, uh, well, at least the moment, you know, uh, and going back, when you think about it, when you talk about Kobe, you talk about Michael Jordan, and of course, he's not on that list. People forget about the downsides. We you know when Ted Kennedy died, no one talked about Jeff Aquitic. They just uh, treated him like a king. So sometimes, you know, as as years go by, people do remember the good over the bad, which is a good thing about the brain and nostalgia and football and the world in general and human beings tendencies. So as I'm processing your question out loud, maybe not, maybe not. He's got it, but he's got to get out of there quickly. Just give the money back and retire now and he might be okay. All right. For the podcast bullet points only here, even though we don't want, we don't want to talk about bullets where the world is today. Right. But here we go in the American Football Conference in the AFC East. Miami four and one, Buffalo three and two. The Jets, whoa, two and three. They 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 won a couple of games in New England, who I'll see Sunday. Uh, Raiders are playing New England uh, coming up there. That's shocking to me that Belichick would be one and four. But Tom, uh, where you're from, the region of the country, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Jaguars in London, making it once again difficult for Buffalo to get home field throughout. That's a game they should have had. The Buffalo Bills are now three and two. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars over the years have always done well uh, across the ocean, or as lazy sportscasters like to say, across the pond. There's a lot of other ways to say London, but nevertheless, uh, and and that happens. The, the The Bills over the years have had a couple of ugly losses early in the season under Josh Allen, under uh, this current uh, success that they're having. I don't know if they've got too much to worry about because they're certainly not going to worry about New England had a tiptoe through the tulips all those years, but New England, much like the Dodo bird, the fax machine, MySpace, horse racing, right? It's, it's uh, soccer becoming popular someday in America, not coming back. Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, they're not coming back. Neither are the Patriots. Stop picking them to win. Stop picking them to cover. I think even the Raiders will be fine coming up Sunday because New England Patriots are done. They look to be done. Yeah. It really is fascinating to see that. It is, but it has to happen sooner or later. In the North, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's three and two because Tomlin wins. Yep. Baltimore's three and two. They just lost. Cleveland terrible. with Sean Watson. I'll get to the Niners in a minute. I, I like Cleveland against the Niners if Watson was there in a bounce back. And Joe Burrow is two and three. I picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. In the AFC. Who do you like there in the North, Tom? You like Baltimore. I think you picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I did, and I think they can come back. And Lamar Jackson's had some games where he's struggling. He's putting the ball on the ground. You can't turn the ball over. Uh, he plays in a, you know, that, that wild style that he does where it's going to happen more often. But the quarterbacks are all struggling, or teams don't have them at all in the AFC North. What an ugly division. 
And uh, it's just uh, who's going to win it? Well, it's not going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will tell you that. I think by default, the Baltimore Ravens are probably going to win it. But does is Joe Burrow, uh, the Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals going to do maybe what the Baltimore Ravens did 23 years ago and just start winning games in October and never lose again? And well, if any team in that division is going to do that, it might be the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Joe Burrow's been hurt for the first five games. Yeah. Best football's coming. Jacksonville, Indy, Houston, and Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville and Indy are three and two. There won't be any Anthony Richardson for anywhere from two to four weeks, maybe even longer than that. But they have Gardner Minshew. Yes. We, we love a great backup quarterback, man. You and I love a backup quarterback who can win games. Gardner Minshew can do that if Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville, the team I thought would run away and hide and win the division by two or three games all of a sudden they've become the jack yeah they've become the jacksonville jaguars again the team that we don't even talk about or we if if a great player gets drafted by jacksonville we're disappointed because it means we'll never see them again and they were so good last year and maybe they'll also have a comeback you know struggling in september isn't the worst thing struggling in december is and this is a fight for the heart and soul of the uh, of the AFC South there. It's not exactly Pacquiao, Mayweather, or Ali Frazier as the Colts take on the Jaguars. Whoever wins that game is going to be in first place. All right. In the AFC West, I'm too troubled to talk about Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. I know I was telling you that was going to be a topic today. I can't handle it. I, I nailed it. The conspiracy theory they're making them America's team is accurate. I own that. Uh, I get all royalties on that when it happens. Just remember that. Your buddy JT on the JT and Looney podcast told you before anybody else, anyone, that Roger Goodell and Park Avenue in the NFL was trying to take away America's team from Dallas because Dallas doesn't win anymore. They don't. They don't win anymore. Why keep something dormant if they don't win? They've evolved to Kansas City as America's team. And Amazon, NBC, Sunday night, I know, your bosses at NBC, mm-hmm. and then the friends at Fox, they all want a Taylor Swift game now. They used to want a Joe Montana game. Right. They used to want a Brady game on a Sunday. Now they want a Taylor Swift game every Sunday to boost their ratings. Well, they do, and the Chiefs are going to probably run away with the AFC West because the Chargers are so unpredictable. People like to pick on the Raiders when the Raiders are unpredictable and make mistakes, but the Chargers are like their, tw- you know, their fraternal twin. And, you know, the Broncos have just uh, the Broncos, who were the popular pick for popular people, are now irrelevant, which is really surprising. Hey, Kansas City is middle America. Uh, They're not going to be America's team, most likely, because I do know that the great football players and now the college football players are going to have more control over where they go. They're not going to pick Kansas City, no matter how hard the NFL tries to make it America's team. Keep an eye on this nugget. For the Chargers next two weeks, they play the Cowboys this Monday. Cowboys, and it's going to be like a home game for the Cowboys in right. Los Angeles. Eighty percent Cowboy fans are going to. After be. the Cowboys, they have the Chiefs. So if all goes right in my world, then Raider Nation, the Chargers are two and two. They can go to two and four if the Chargers split, or God forbid, beat both the Cowboys and Kansas City back to back. They're legit. So just remember, I said that in this edition of the podcast. Keep an eye on the Chargers. It's not make or break, but they could go in one of two directions coming up. We go to the NFC. Philly's 5-0. and Dallas is 3-2. and Let's just stay on Philly. They keep winning. They're not winning at the level of the Niners, who we're going to get to last. But Philadelphia is really good. Plus 37 differential. 4-0 and in the conference. Undefeated. And Jalen Hurts hasn't even played great yet, Tom. And he eventually is going to start playing great. 
Well, yeah, and the Eagles, what is it, 15 in a row that the Eagles have uh, have won. And going back in the hot tub time machine, uh, they're playing the Jets this weekend. If you go all the way back to when people were filling up stadiums mm-hmm. uh, in the year 80 is when, the year 80, uh, about 2,000 more uh, 2000 years ago, right? In the year 80 is when the Coliseum opened up in Rome. People have been filling up stadiums. And since that year, since the year 80 A.D., uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have beat the Jets every time. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in all those years. And so it's probably not going to happen this weekend. Jets might cover a spread, but the Eagles are, are, are going to win again this Sunday. I saw the Packers live. What's that smell? P.U. What stinks? Oh, that's the Green Bay Packers. They stink. Yeah. I saw them on Monday Night Football live. They're terrible. They're awful. Uh, Detroit's four and one. Let's spend a moment oh, with them. Oh, oh yeah. How about nine words you never thought you'd hear? No, sign of the apocalypse warning. <laughs> Detroit Lions are good enough to win the Super Bowl. Nine words you thought you would never hear. They are. They're good. Yeah. They're four and one. Uh, I was They're right. Fun. On Baker. I was right on Baker Mayfield. Others yes. weren't. How Baker's about that? Three, Baker's three and one with Tampa Bay. Carolina's zero and five. Uh, how'd that pick work for the number one pick overall? How'd that work? Uh, Bryce Young, 0-5. And, and then the remainder of our football portion of the podcast, I'm here to say it. And I told you this is what I wanted the podcast to be. I'm now a believer in Brock Purdy. I needed to see that game. Yeah. That one game where he won the game. He was the best player on the field. Beat a very good Cowboy team. One that I thought was better than the Niners coming in. I never saw him play elite in any So game. I can't give you shit anymore on text. You can't give me shit anymore about it. I now officially believe in Brock Purdy. He played. He was the best player on the field, and it was about 20 players on the field that are going to be pro bowlers yeah. or alternate, and Brock Purdy was the best when he beat the Cowboys. And it's incredible. You know, I'm obsessed with the quarterback rating, and I'm not Mr. Analytics, but the mm-hmm. quarterback rating, and you, you put in the math, and you put in the math, and you know, after a certain number of weeks, the best are at the top and the worst are at the bottom, and so you can't poo-poo it no matter how hard people want to try, just like political polls. And and Brock Purdy's been at number one for weeks since since the season began above Tua and, and the others. And in it's it's and your your logic for not believing and you you know you always the same you know you love people but you always are a little bit suspicious in the beginning and then once they're in they're in so he's in because I know how you operate and it's the greatest story in the world for anybody like Charlie Brown, who got a rock and their other kids got snicker bars every time they went around for Halloween. And anybody who was chosen last in gym class over the years, when you're the last person, cho- not, not, you know, not in the final round, the last person chosen period, Mr. Irrelevant. That means you get to go on Mason and Ireland, right? When you're missing, they give Mr. Mr. Irrelevant every year. It's a local uh, LA show for those of us listening in Wisconsin, but uh, it's, it's the great, one of the great chicken soup for the soul stories and the history of the NFL. If he continues like this as he is undefeated. Yeah. Your top five quarterbacks, five to one, you don't, give the best first you count backwards it would be jared goff a 104.4 number four josh allen 105.6 justin herbert 106.3 then a big jump up uh, to tua tangavaloa tua 111.9 and then brock purdy at 123.1 those are your top five quarterback incredible ratings. and 
all of those quarterbacks have teams that are going to the playoffs and are all Super Bowl contenders. And it's incredible. You know, the Jarrett Goff story is up there, too. You know, Jarrett Goff would be a darling story that would be on the cover of Sports Illustrated 20 years ago. Remember Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. when you used to cut out the pictures and put them up on your wall when you were a kid? And he would be on the cover of Time, maybe, considering the great uh, great comeback story he has made, just getting shipped off to Detroit, which is usually made to punish somebody, and now he might turn around and punish the Rams by surpassing uh, them and and uh, and playing better than Matthew Stafford. He's just been that entire team has been so much fun to watch and winning important games. They used to lose important games. Bad teams lose close games, and that's all the Detroit Lions have done all of our life. And now they're not. They don't even resemble any of that. It's great. I, I just saw the greatest concert of my entire life. Oh, wow. Let me think. Oh, oh let me guess. Let me guess. Was it? Uh, let me think. Hall and Oates. No. Uh, was it ACDC? Close. That was a good show. Okay. Normally, I'd say the Rolling Stones. I've seen them around the world internationally. Tears for Fears. No. no okay. They weren't there, even though they're out on tour. I saw you 2 at the Sphere in Vegas on Wednesday okay. What's that? What's that? Not only what is you two like, what's the sphere like? Paint a picture. I want to do a separate podcast and actually get permission from the sphere to go in there and walk around and okay. see it all so I could do a podcast on it. It was the it's the greatest venue in the history of venues. It's now number one. There's not a number two. It's the globe that you see in Vegas on TV, and they do a lot of advertising on the outside. I went inside and watched you two. It's almost indescribable, and we're in the business of words. We have to explain. It's almost indescribable. You have to go and see it to understand. We got floor seats, the most expensive dollars. You couldn't get a ticket, number one. This is owned by James Dolan, who owns the Knicks and the Rangers. East Coast, they own Madison Square Garden. He built this globe in Vegas, digitally perfect. The video panels that are inside in the sphere while you're in there. At one point we were inside the Vatican. At one point we were in the ocean. At one point we were on the Vegas strip as they deconstructed the strip, the casinos down to the desert. We were at the Joshua tree. We were everywhere. And on a tiny, tiny stage in front of me was Bono and you two wife and I and friends decided some of us to go to the floor because you're alive on the floor. Everybody who wanted to go, including my best friend, I give them all the respect in the world. They wanted to sit in the seat and have this expansive experience, like going to a movie in IMAX. Identical like going to a movie in IMAX, but a concert's going on. We went to the floor. It's the best concert of my life because U2 was perfect. Bono lost weight. He's fit. The band had energy. The, The scene behind him was glorious. The music sounded so perfect that it was perfection, and you never get that at a concert. Right, right. So I'm just telling everybody, no matter how much it costs, whenever you can go, get to the Sphere in Vegas and see your favorite band because only great bands can play here, and here's why. If you're not great, you'll get exposed. You'll get exposed. Vince Neil, with his cracking voice and and the fake machines behind him, cannot go in there with Motley Crue. Axl Rose cannot go in there with Guns N' Roses and his voice. You have to be at the level of the greatest singers in the world to perform there, and Bono pulled it off. So we won't be seeing John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band there anytime soon. We will not see John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. We will not. (laughs) But I don't know who you might see, because now the night we were there, 
the night before LeBron James, Tom Brady, uh, your buddy Joe Buck, who's now on his second wife. Yes. Uh, he got to go. He, he got to go. Just like Jim Nance with his second wife would be able to go to all the young stuff around town. Joe Buck was there, which is great. All the celebrities that are going are giving it rave reviews. But imagine going to a concert, and I'm there, and I can just give you from my perspective where I was standing. I'm standing, and Bono's about 15 feet from me. And above him is this scape that looked like the Vatican. It had crosses over my head mm -hmm. and, like, old relic Roman helmets, this or that. I felt like I was in an Italian museum. And he's singing, and I look to the right on the floor, which doesn't move, concrete floor, and the people next to me were elevated by like three or four feet. And I looked at my buddy Brad, and I go, what's going on? He goes, well, the stage is moving. They're moving the stage, and I think it's giving you the perception that those people are moving. And then he looks at me, he goes, oh, my God, you're right, they are moving. And they had a camera on the people next to us that was backing up to the pixels behind them. And it made the floor go in a wave. And I'm going, wow. oh, my wow. God. It felt like a spiritual moment. And what I liked about the GA on the floor, it was all Europeans, everybody. Mm -hmm. everybody what's, what do you, what's GA, the GA on the floor? General admission, general okay. admission, the floor, standing room only, no seats. You just go in. So we get a couple drinks. We walk up to the stage. We take about 10, 10 steps back. And we're there. And you know, normally when you're on the floor at a concert, if you go to the restroom, don't come back. You'll right. Get back. Right. No problem. Went to the bar, went to the restroom, came back, refreshing drinks, walk right back. No one bumping elbows. No one saying, no, you don't. Everyone nice and European. Oh, Everyone great. A lot of money to get there. No tickets. So we had to go on secondary to get it. And I walked out of there with my friends. We met out in the front of the sphere. We were hugging each other. And you don't have to be a YouTube fan. I'm, I'm a YouTube fan. It was the greatest concert of my life. It was so much more high tech, beautifully sounding, engineered to perfection that I can't say enough. Please go to see U2 as they're in residency at the Sphere. And then there'll be a new band that'll come in and play three months there. And you'll get a chance to see that band. Wow. So, yeah, so it's gonna, probably going to be all the top bands in the world. So Taylor Swift, Cher. Lady Gaga? Yeah, Lady Gaga would be brilliant there. The right. type Adele, Adele's performing now on the strip at Caesars. Right. That's also a beautiful venue. Oh my God, the Coliseum, digitally perfect, but they, you don't have this type of experience. Right. So the last point on this, if you want to be overwhelmed with glorious video that's high definition and perfect, if you go to a concert at Staples Center or I go to T-Mobile or in Detroit, or Jacksonville, you go to a regular arena where they have right. two ch jumbo video boards next to the performer. You're going to go to your, then don't go to the sphere. Because once you go to the sphere, oh, it's going to ruin. And the next time oh, you go see right. a concert, you're just going to say, let's get out of here. Because no one can replicate this. That's going to be the hook. And James Dolan, who I think is a terrible sports owner, I mean, one of the worst, has a masterpiece. And they're building one, I believe, in Tokyo, London. So now you're going to see the sphere go up around the world. It costs four billion dollars. You like to go to concerts, stadium. so now I'm interested in seeing what you what's happened. Well, I'm going to have you out for that. I'm, I'm okay. going to have to take out a bridge loan, <laughs> take out a mortgage on the house, but I'll I'll take you to see you too. But again, I haven't stopped talking about it. And tonight, as we wrap up the podcast, so I started off Friday. I went and saw Guns N' Roses, ACDC, 
Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Oh my yeah. God. On You're going to get some kind of a Caucasian award. <laughs> Wednesday, I saw you too. And then tonight, I'm getting my Lionel Richie on. Oh, wow. That's going to be good. on the ceiling. All the hits. Big, big show. 11 of us are going. Guys and the wives. And we're going to have a great night and an evening with Lionel Richie. All in a week, I'll have knocked out those shows. Friend of mine, Randy, toured the world with Lionel Richie, yeah. I believe, in the 80s, 90s. It was fascinating. I went... A friend of ours died, and Randy held the held the funeral at his home in the valley. Now, at this time, I knew Randy through friends and had been out to dinner, socialized, and he was a friend's husband. And so I never knew what he did for a living. I guess it never came up at dinner and at Taylor's and uh, at other places where we'd hung out. But we go into I get into his house and there's like microphones and a studio in the living room. And we go out to the back house and there's pictures of him with princess diana and king charles now wow. king charles and i and i so i said well what does he do what is why is he hey? and he was the drummer for lionel richie's band now he makes a fortune as a wedding band for rich people well i love in, that in hollywood yeah so of course you would you're like you're the guy that likes weddings so um so i so lionel richie has played for royalty lionel richie richie's hung out with king charles and uh and the former lady diana so uh and we were when we were growing up we we were too cool for lionel richie because we were listening to you know headbanging loud guitars and we associated our music with coolness and made foolish mistakes like that by not appreciating enough lionel richie and queen and other bands that were just geniuses and lionel richie is a musical genius Due to your success on Benny and the Penny and your TV prowess, now I'm going to leave you with one game. I need to pick. Your brother went to Notre Dame. My oh. son will be on the sidelines with Tim Brown. Wow, great. Ah. That's a name drop alert. Uh, USC has Caleb Williams. Their defense stinks, but Notre Dame's lost a couple here. Uh, final score, please. USC at Notre Dame. USC trying to stay undefeated. And always a close game. You never know Ooh. what this game's going to be like because uh, it never ma it never matters. It doesn't matter if Notre Dame's number one and USC is unranked or USC is number one and Notre Dame is unranked. That has never mattered with this game. This game is the reason why I know you and why I love sports and why I love football. By watching at Grandpa Looney's house when I'm a little boy and a guy named Anthony Davis scored six touchdowns. And I said, that's my favorite team. As I come from a Notre Dame Catholic family, USC became my favorite team. He became my favorite football player, Anthony Davis. It was my confirmation name, Anthony. Ooh, and great I, trivia. Great oh, trivia. my God. Yeah. And that God, is, I didn't know that. that that's the short version of the story. But I huh. fell in love with and he was one of the greatest baseball players of all time too. Anthony Davis deserved two Heisman trophies, but they didn't give Heisman trophies to West Coast players often because the East Coast voters were asleep while Anthony Davis was, you know, could have won three. But nevertheless, uh, Caleb Williams can win a game on his own kind of the way Patrick Mahomes has been doing it this year. Even when the team looks bad, Patrick Mahomes wins games for the Kansas City Chiefs. Caleb Williams, who I, I saw this game live at the Coliseum last year, the best college football player in the country again this year. I think it's a close game. It'll, you know, 31-30, USC Ooh. beats Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll go 34-24. I think SC's offense pulls away. And Caleb remains the elite front runner for the Heisman. Trophy. It's tough, man. What a wrecking ball 
what a wrecking ball schedule Notre Dame has had this year. Over the course of our lifetime, the biggest cliche and false cliche was that Notre Dame had a tough schedule. They played Army, Navy, Purdue, Syracuse. Oh, they, they had always had the easiest schedule. And for some reason, there was this talking point that they had a hard schedule. It was just fiction. Now they got the hardest schedule in the country and they're struggling. You know, if our podcast bosses, because we have a few now, no. listen to this to the end, they would say it's the best podcast in all of sports or whatever category you want to put it in other than right. Joe Rogan's. So we'll just keep right. working at it until more and more people download it and share. Also, I'm on YouTube now. YouTube, JT the Brick, YT for YouTube at the end. So we'll put this podcast also on that platform. And Tuesday, I'll do a YouTube live show. I'll do it live. I'll do all it right. live. I'm not scared. And uh, we'll have all the other Looney I platform out there, too. And uh, where can everyone find you, Tom, on social oh, media? On social media, Looney on TV at Twitter, at Looney on TV. And don't tell any of my limousine liberal brothers and sisters in Hollywood. But I love the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, you made it, both of you, Mike and Jerry. That's the only two people I know that listen to all 36 minutes and 36 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. If your name isn't Michael Ryan or Jerry Coleman, then let us know. Tom Looney at AOL.com. Tom with two pretentious M's, T-O-M-M-L-O-O-N-E-Y at AOL.com. And let me know that you actually listened to all 36 minutes and 36 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast and that your name isn't. Mike or Jerry. Oh, and the JT and Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.